This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast, brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays, with a refreshing strawberry lemonade twist. It's Natterdays. They're going to run and get that boot. The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season. A baseball team that's on the way back, a college world series title. Stadium. I almost got fired because I went Willie the boss after I had a little too much sauce. This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Obviously, congratulations to Vanderbilt winning the College World Series. Congratulations. Well, I'd rather say congratulations to them than congratulations to Michigan. I guess so. Always like to have the representation from the Southeastern Conference. Uh, you know, not to say that we oh. called it right because we were so great predictors, but. I felt like that was about how that game was going to go last exactly. night where we, Vanderbilt gets the victory. We thought the pitching depth of Vanderbilt would be too much, and it was. So uh, that's exactly how it played out. Gives you more hope. I mean, Vanderbilt had no baseball program till Tim Corbin showed up. Arkansas had a baseball program when Dave Van Horn showed up, but it just shows you it doesn't take forever and ever to build a program. And I know it's been 15 years, but they've won two national titles. If it can happen at Vanderbilt, it can happen here in much shorter order because Van Horn's foundation is just as good as what's in Vanderbilt. They just they just happen to have everything line up this year. Thirteen draft picks. I mean, it's just it just was all there for him this year. Pitching and hitting. I mean, it was just it was just right there. And and they win the SEC regular season, the SEC tournament title. They what set a record for most SEC wins in a regular season. They were the best team in college baseball. You know, UCLA hung out most of the year as number one in the RPI and number one in a lot of the polls. Vanderbilt was the best team all year, and they finished it off by winning the national championship. Where's UCLA? Oh, they were beaten by Michigan. Very early. Very early on in the proceedings. So Vanderbilt proved that they were the best team all year long. Mm-hmm. 59-12 and 12 was the final record for Vanderbilt. Not a bad year. They beat Michigan last night 8-2. to two. And uh, like you said, Tommy, I, I get what you're saying because you say, hey, this just shows you that if it can happen at a place like Vanderbilt, it can happen at a place like Arkansas. But doesn't that make it a little more frustrating Absolutely. as an Arkansas fan where you're like, what the crap, Vanderbilt? But you Vanderbilt? Know, you know what's more frustrating is football where it, it's, I would say, almost impossible. I mean, until things like drastic, until the landscape drastically changes, until the league is not nearly as difficult as it is now, do you really think there is much of a chance at all of Arkansas winning a national championship in football? No. No, you don't You don't put any stock, any hope. I don't even have hope for that. You hoping for a national champion? I mean, and I know there's fans out there that just, they really believe that there will be a year, and I hope you're right. But I'm just not going to set myself up that way. I just don't believe there's, right now, until things, till Saban's gone, till this league, there's just no chance. Mm-hmm. In baseball, I believe every year there's a chance. But but I feel like you feel that way because of the establishment and how good the program is currently. Because if you would have asked that same question about football back during the Petrino years, I'm not saying people would have said 100% they'll win a championship, but you felt, yeah, you were, you could, yeah. yeah, you could you could compete because it's all about the current state of your program. You just feel so far away from well, it it's right all, now. It, you're right. It's all of it. But you hadn't had a coach at the level of Petrino, and he had his other issues, but X's and O's on the field, all that. The guy could coach. He, he had the talent. That's the other thing. Arkansas is probably not going to have a Joe Adams, Jerris Wright, Ryan Mallett, Tyler Wilson. I mean, keep let's just keep going. Beckett, you know, 
all come out of this state at one time again for a while. I mean, just it's not just one factor, John. It's not just the league's right. tough and Nick Saban won't quit. You know, he's taken you know some kind of ageless male to the next level, some kind oh. of ageless male <laughs> supplement that. What well, you know seems to work well for him. I, I, I don't know. It's not just you're right. It's not just one thing. It's the state of this program. It's the state of everybody else's program. It's just the the total landscape. But in baseball, you don't feel that way. In baseball, you feel like because I really do. In baseball, I feel like Dave Van Horn's program not can but will win a national championship in the next two or three four years because of the recruits he's got coming in and because of the I, outlook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you really think Vanderbilt's program has... I know they've won 2014 and won last night. But do you really think they are leaps and bounds better than the Arkansas baseball program? Or that LSU or Florida? or Do you think Arkansas is way back in the back seat to those programs? No. No, and I don't think anybody listening does either. So, I mean, again, Vanderbilt's won two titles now. They'd never sniffed. I think they'd been in... What was the graphic last night? They'd only been to three NCAA tournaments, no college World Series before Tim Corbin arrived. Now they've been in what fifteen tournaments and however you know two national titles now, and a few more college World Series. So I'm just saying Arkansas's on that level. Program's that good. They just got to get you know the stars were almost aligned last year as we know, and should have won it as we know. It, it I think it's going to happen again here soon. You're, well. Just because the the talent that's being recruited. I mean, you as a Razorback fan, you you are hopeful, and you have reasons to be hopeful. But in football, I don't know how how many out there are hopeful. Well, none right now. None. I mean, exactly because you're so far away. But okay, so look at the other. Major but I will say none. There there are people out there that believe it. But you know, but it's it. Oh, well, yeah, there are people, there are twelve but, and zero fans out there. <laughs> believe every year is twelve and zero. Plenty of those out there, that's for sure. But if you think about the other major sport in basketball, I mean. How close do you feel like you could be to winning a championship in basketball? Closer than football. Right. But how close, though? I mean, are you? I know it's pretty new with Eric Musselman well, coming in. It's hard to really gauge what the team's going to look like for the foreseeable future. You're very hopeful. There's a lot of reason to be hopeful. You know, it's all about the postseason in basketball, as we know. Yeah. Just like baseball. baseball. Just like what we saw Michigan do. I mean, Michigan didn't have a, a, a tremendous regular season. UCLA did, and look what happened yeah. to them. <laughs> I mean, you can get on a hot run. It's just hard to get. I mean, I think Arkansas right now, we're not worried about winning the national title in basketball. Baby steps. Let's get back to the second weekend. Let's get back to a Final Four. Let's get back to an Elite Eight. Let's, you know, let, let's be more reasonable and talk Sweet 16 first. So those are the things immediately on the horizon. But I don't know. It, it seems very distant that you could win a national title right now in basketball, too. It does. But, hey. You're more hopeful though because you got this new coach and this new regime, and mm -hmm. and you know, I know and maybe maybe I mean your thought is well maybe five or ten years from now yeah you know I don't know the guy will be the coach I don't know Musselman will be here in, in seven or eight years but you, but you brought up with Vanderbilt and how it shows you that in baseball anybody can do it I know they did win the championship last year in basketball but look at Auburn they were one bad decision away from playing for the national championship. Mm -hmm. They yep. hadn't fouled that Virginia player late. They would have been playing for the national championship. Now, well, I don't know if they would have won well, and beaten Texas see, Tech. But in, in football, it's all about the regular season, right? You got to do it twelve times. That is your postseason. That is the regular is, season. Is, yeah, exactly. It's all about the regular season and how you perform. And and these other two sports we're discussing here, 
you just got to get hot for about three weeks. And if you do and you play well, Auburn is a great example of what Michigan was this year in baseball. Mm -hmm. Auburn got hot at the right time in the conference tournament and carried that over with a ton of confidence into the NCAA tournament. And you're right. They were very close to play, at least playing for the national title. Mm-hmm. And now you, but it doesn't seem like Cinderella's slipper ever quite fits when the clock strikes midnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it it's all, rare. It's rare that you're going to have another, you know, like Villanova. Villanova. Yeah. Know. No. Well, it, it feels rare, but and I get what you're saying. But when it just, we, we if, see teams in the Final Four. The George Masons and yeah, but that's the, why they call it a Cinderella story because right. eventually it does. Loyal Chicago and all those, but but, but they don't, they never take home the crown, right? They, but it's about for programs like Auburn now and what they did last year. You didn't take home the crown. You you felt like you had a good chance at it. Didn't happen. But now, do you think Auburn fans have confidence that they can win a national championship with Bruce Pearl? With Bruce Pearl, yeah. The question is, and we don't know yet. So I mean, it's not fair to say one way. Is Eric Musselman on that level? Because we know Dave Van Horn is. Mm-hmm. He's established and right. shown that. Yeah. And Chad Morris got a lot to show me. Show me he's on a level that can compete with the best of the best in this league. It's going to take some time. Right now, I'm not there. Musselman, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think he can, but I, you know, I think that's why they hired him. We'll see. I mean, how could I make any assessment yet? So, you know. But we know in baseball, you got the guy, you got the goods to do it. It's just a matter of doing it. I just think it's it. interesting that Vanderbilt had no semblance of a of a competitive program, and then one guy comes in and just in in you know you talk about David Price, and that's really where it got going. Yeah, his commitment, him starting, him him coming there and and coming out and really setting the tradition of of great players that have come since him. But and sometimes that's what it takes. You got to get that one guy that makes it the school to go to. Yeah, well, and Tommy just you know stop traffic, but it seems that coaching matters. Well, it does, and it's the you know you could say about getting Jimmys and Joes, but if you get the right coach in there, Co- that's what's important. Ma- well, I, I I would say yes, coaching matters, but you know what matters more? Leadership. Having the right person to be the 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 CEO, the right. leader of the the total program. These programs are so much bigger than just. X's and O's now. Being a good strategy coach. The job goes way beyond that now. With the world we live in, with social media and all the media demands and the recruiting demands and fundraising, particularly in baseball, fundraising demands. Yeah, I mean, it. You, you've got to be more than just a great strategist as a coach. Yeah. There's a lot of things that go into it, that's for sure. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays. A light lager brewed with a phenomenal strawberry lemonade flavor that's perfect for bringing the fun to every occasion. The new Natural Light Natterdays. Touchdown, Hogs! Holy Hog! With our Morning Rush Summer Segment Series of the day. I think it's gone really well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody disagrees with me, mm-hmm. but I think it's gone really well, and we're going to continue to have some fun with it right now. All right, here we go, finally. All right. It's our favorite time of the year. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Morning Rush Summer Segment of the Day. All right, getting a little randomizer here. See, just a reminder, though, it's going to be sports, entertainment, or food. All right. All right, things that we all enjoy here on the Morning Rush and that all of our listeners enjoy as well. And today, man, going with sports early this morning once uh, again. So 
Sorry, Tommy. No, we'll, that's fine. We'll have food I, early I, one day. <laughs> that's the thing is like I think Tommy doesn't. He just wants food. He wants yeah, three no, food topics. Three, do three food topics. Three food topics. All right, but going with the sports theme, dealing with Razorback sports, of course. Ooh, this one's going to have a lot of different opinions on it. What is the best regular season victory in Razorback sports history? Oh. The best regular season victory in all sports. All sports. All sports. I mean, we could go a lot of different ways with this one. So we need to to narrow it down to a win that probably clinched a division or a title or... A a win of significance, yeah, that had some sort of I mean, you go back over the... It's not a long list of... Number one teams you've beaten in football are always huge wins. I mean, you think about the win at LSU. 2007, yeah. Triple overtime. I mean, man, that's a good question. Yeah. I'll just go off this and just the ones that popped up off the top of my head. I think 2010 LSU and football in Little Rock clinched you to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Was a big one. I'm not saying that's the biggest one, but it's a one that came up in my mind. Worthy of the conversation. Yeah, that was a huge one. I think that because I'm trying to think of significance and importance because like, you know, people will say the 99 Tennessee game in football, which was great, but you got beat to LSU the next week in the grand yeah. scheme of things didn't really mean much. It was more of a redemption story for Clint Sterner and the team for losing to win, him. but not, yeah, not I, a significant win. Um, if you had to go like Miracle on Markham against right. LSU as well, if the word satisfying was in there, I mean, like maybe the road win at Texas with Matt Jones, 2003. Yeah. But I don't know that that was the most significant regular season win. No. You probably need to, to, to honestly answer the question, go back either to the 60s and some of those games, particularly in 64, that kept you going towards the national title. That Those were mm-hmm. probably, as far as significance and games that you lose one of those games, the 64 national title never happens. Yeah. So there's probably some games in that 64 season that, as far as significance and importance, that's probably the only season we need to to zero in. And probably the regular season win against Texas in 1964 Mm -hmm. is the most significant win in the history of the program because they got you the national championship. And it's a... Ken Hatfield's punt return. It's a general and vague enough question, though, because it just says what is the best, and you can take yeah. it as what you think is the best. Because it is an important. Well, I mean, is it just the most fun game you've yeah, had? What the best mean? Yeah, I mean, as far as weight and as far as significance, it have to be that, right? Significance, yes, has to be. So, I mean, I'm going to start there. Okay, so so you say the '64 game that went over Texas over '64, yeah. I mean, just without it, you don't win the championship. Exactly. So it's hard to hard to disagree with you there. See, you did say regular season, so you don't throw the Cotton Bowl in that year. Yeah, yeah, no, it has to be the regular season. Yeah, football. I think that it's a little easier in, in the in the stretch of saying just look at the games of importance. But if you try to look at it like from a basketball perspective, basketball, you know, postseasons, tournaments, and stuff that doesn't there's the no re- as regular significance. season doesn't have the significance. Yeah, no. But 
if I was just saying basketball off the top of my head and some just real, the best wins and some of the more fun wins, obviously the Kentucky of 2014, the Qualls put back dunk mm-hmm. was a great game, a great, great moment. It was a great finish. Yeah, I mean. That just, wasn't like the best Kentucky team to ever come into Bud Walton. No, but it was just it was just a play you probably will never see again. And it was a ending oh. that you'll probably never see again. I agree with you there. So that one was great. 99 Auburn. The question was best finishes to a Razorback win. Best finish to a then that game. one for sure that would be balls over the balls yeah. with the dunk at the buzzer. Yeah, but hands yeah, down, no doubt. Uh, but that one, I think ninety nine Auburn senior nights when Auburn was number two in the country, I believe mm-hmm. at that point in time. You know that was a great game, great win. Ninety five against Kentucky or ninety four on the road against Kentucky when you ended yeah. their thirty three game winning streak at Rupp Arena. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. I mean, it's said it, it's just a matter of what do you think and how you look at it when you hear the best win. And Razorback regular season win in Razorback sports history. How do you view that as? And honestly, when it comes to the significant part, like you talked about, Tommy, it's hard to it's hard to say anything other than Texas in '64. But none of us were alive to no. see that or remember it, or well, exactly know what was what was the big. Wasn't alive for World War II, but I've read about it. You know, that's <laughs> hey, true. Good point there. Let's go to Robert and Owasso, who has uh, wants to chime in on this topic. What's going on, Robert? I don't know. You know. I- when you talk about significant, maybe this wasn't it, but the first thing that came to my mind was the Charles Valentine over Michael Jordan. Yeah. Back in, I think it's 70. That's a great one right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was like big time, kind of, you know, showed us we're up there with the big boys. Mm-hmm. I don't know how significant a win was, but it sure was a fantastic. Well, I mean, it's been 40 years plus, and people <laughs> still talk about it. They celebrate the... Yep. Or at least in Arkansas, we celebrate the anniversary of that game on on big ones like we did last year with forty. So no, I I think that's that that's a great one to add to the list. Yeah. All right, guys, have a good day. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Robert. I, yeah, I knew this one. I knew this one would come in. Dennis on Facebook says the forty two to to yeah. eleven destruction of Texas in eighty one. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I, I don't really. That's not in my vivid memory. You know, because I was. I guess six at that time, mm-hmm. five or six. But, yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk about that. I think that for me, and this is just my personal thing because I know I'm younger and I don't remember as many games and whatnot, but the one I brought up originally, the 2010 LSU football game where when Arkansas beat them in Little Rock, mm-hmm. Arkansas went on to the Sugar Bowl. Just as me as a fan growing up, that in regular season, right. that was the most satisfying, awesome yep. feeling to have to know that you know you knew what was on the line. You didn't choke it away. You didn't screw it up. You went out and you beat that team. You yeah. took care of business and you knew what was on the line and you and you came through in the clutch. And to me, that was that was as big as it got. And that was a game that I feel like was probably my favorite, at least in the best feeling you know, after. Maybe the randomizer will spit out the question that includes any game or just postseason games. But you know that Orange Bowl win over Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one. As far as football wins goes, that's, that's one people will always but that, remember. But, but the, the question's regular season. So. Yeah. And regular season, you know, that puts it that makes it tougher because obviously if you said the best game of all time, well, people are gonna say ninety four well, national championship. Let's be, uh, Arkansas's Arkansas's postseason record in football is not real good. I mean the bowl no, record it's not. You don't want to look it up. No. It's actually quite pathetic. And has been under every coach, too, pretty much. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays. The new beer of the summer. With a refreshing strawberry lemonade twist. Natterdays. Fun for every occasion. They won't catch him. Alex Collins is going to take it all the way to the house. 
All right, so we're having our Morning Rush Summer Segment Series going on right now. We talked about it in the first hour and dealing with the best regular season victory in Razorback sports history. We have a lot of responses coming in from that. Not really a wrong or right answer to this. It's just a matter of what do you look at as being the best. So we'll continue to get those responses and we'll discuss that later in the show. But since we have a full show with both Tom Murphy coming up here in about half an hour and Richard Davenport coming up in about an hour, we're going to go ahead and continue on our Morning Rush Summer Segment Series here in this segment and again into either food or entertainment. Tommy, I'm hoping for food for you. Here we go, finally. All right. It's our favorite time of the year. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Morning Rush Summer Segment of the Day. All right, do the little randomizer just like we do from Pressure Luck, all that fun stuff. Food. There you go, Tommy. You get to do some food. Get to do some food. Okay, this one's supposed to be a little more specific, but I'll explain it. The best gas station food. Now, this is supposed to, it's not like saying you could go in and buy your thing of Doritos and that's your right. favorite gas no, station no, no. food. It's got to be in a hot box. This, yes, exactly. It has this to be, be something original. that was fried in some form of grease yes. within that facility. That's right. It has to be made this specifically from to, that gas station. This likely needs to be breaded. <laughs> See where your mind's at. I mean, we're going to exactly. go with this. Yeah. So, just, are you talking about a specific place or just the kind? The kind. Like, if for instance, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you my example. I love those little tornado things oh, from yeah. the Quick Trips, specifically the Quick Trips, where it is the pepper jack cheese and steak. Have you had the rolls. one with pepperoni in it? I have not. It's like a pizza. Ooh, I have to try that next yeah. time. Yeah, but to me, when I but it has to be at a Quick Trip. I know other places yeah. have it, but it has to be yeah. Quick Trip for me. So. That's kind of what you're looking for, something specific, not only of a food, but also at a particular gas station. Mm -hmm. You've had many travels in your day, Tommy. You've been around this country. Right. You've been out of this country. Right. You've been to many a gas stations because you always got to get gas. (laughs) Maybe I have gas. One of the two. Maybe both. Where's your mind at? Those little little cups back there, they're in the refrigerator. The the Sabre hummus cups. Have you had the, the roasted pepper hummus? I actually have. That's not the best thing in the gas station. <laughs> so take that off. Is that okay. Yeah, let me uh, go ahead and make check marks here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's not so one. Do you go- <laughs> Jeez. It's sure. healthy. Just see if you were listening. Yeah, get you some celery well, sticks and get I started after. wondering. I'm like, this is not why. That's not, that's not breaded. Best <laughs> gas station food. Do you go pizza? I mean, because some gas station pizza is pretty good, but there's some gas station pizza that is awful. Oh, I I've mean, had some bad terrible. stuff. It's, it's worse going in and going out than always. It's bad. I think I'm going chicken strips for the win. Okay. From any place or any place in specific? I would have to. If I was going to go specifically, I've got two of my two favorite stops along my normal routes of travel would be, number one without question, the Kings River store in Marble, Arkansas. Can't go wrong with it. And then the 71 Express in Mansfield. Probably be my second favorite. Seventy-one Express in Mansfield. Okay, yeah, I don't and, and I'm not saying there's not. Be- I don't know if there's anything better than Marble, honestly, than Kings River. But Seventy-one Express is on my route to Hot Springs. Kings River's on my route to Harrison Mountain Home and and the and the great part of North Central Arkansas. There you go. So if you're going to Branson, it's there in Marble. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that is the king of all convenience store 
hot boxes. No. And they here's, got everything in there. And here's the interesting thing, which I appreciate. I mean, your you can go cheese sticks. I mean, you can go anything in there. Well, I appreciate your addition because the places you mentioned are not like chain gas stations. No, no, no. It's, it's not like the Bucky's and the Quick Trips and I, all that. It's, I have not been to a Bucky's yet, but I'm on the search for one. We tried to come back, and there's a new one being built on between here and Dallas, and it wasn't open yet. When, yeah. We were coming back from our last trip. Yeah. Well, it was open. I think it's the one I'm thinking yeah. of that's just absolutely massive. Oh, I mean, you could land a plane there. Yeah, I actually went There's to that. There's literally and it's like ridiculous. 80 gas pumps. I mean, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. There's like 80 fueling stations. Is it just to say, hey, we have the biggest gas station? I don't know. Is that the, I don't know why don't you know. need that many gas pumps. It's not like the traffic's that bad over there. But, yeah. If you build it, they will come, Ray. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. Well, see, because I knew you were going to go with the Marble City. Well, I mean, yeah. Marble or just yeah. Marble, yeah. but uh, the city of Marble, the city of Marble. Yeah, I I knew you were going to go with that, Might so that's why I that's why I didn't go with that. Yeah. But the quick trip tornado, you, you have been there, right? I think me yeah. and you have been there together. Yeah, because every time we go down yeah. that and we're riding oh, together, man, you're like, oh well, I got to pee. No, you don't. No. You have to stop and get you some food. You just use that as an excuse. <laughs> if you're headed east on sixty two four twelve, the car just I don't know. The car just pulls in. No, I, don't, I don't know what happens. You know? It's just it's like it's almost like you have to pay a toll road. You know, you have to pull uh, into it and you know make sure you buy something. We're almost out of gas. You got yeah. three quarters of a tank. Well, we're almost out of gas. Yeah, you don't want to get caught out here without be, gas. Yeah, let listen, me tell this you, this is the last place you want to be stranded. <laughs> Marion County is not a place you want to be stranded. Right? Yeah. See, I, that ain't Marion County. Carroll County. Uh, Marion's on over. I, honestly, Boone and Baxter. Honestly, I, I guess I'll stick with the tornadoes from Quick Trip, but that's not I, bad. I also like the brats Ga- that see, they have. Gas too. station hot dogs can be hit or miss. They can. So you didn't say specifically which one, but, oh, yeah, but the anyone and- listening knows. I mean, but you're just saying tornadoes. They, well, those could be well, no, done I, at a lot of different places. That's, for, they're not exclusive to Quick Trip. Correct. Yeah, but they are the best to me at Quick Trip, and it has to be I, the pepper jack cheese and steak. Don't. Don't disagree with you. Fantastic stuff. And they're cheap, too. That's what's great about it. You put those in a little bag, get you a big old 52-ounce big tanker but, of Coke Zero. I'm I'm living, baby. But unless you go in at like 11 p.m. at night, if you go in any time where they've been cooked in the recent history, generally chicken strips are, are edible, and some are better than others, but they're generally at least edible about mm-hmm. anywhere you, you get them. Right. It's just... You're taking. I'm not saying you're taking a risk most you never of the time. Know how but, long those have been on those rollers, well, right? And it's like a gas station frying something is just something you don't really think about. You're like, no, no. there's people there that they fry right. food. It's not a restaurant. Right. It's a gas station that happens to fry right. food. So you got to be cautious yeah. of that too. Well, but you know, they fried it. It killed all the bacteria. Of course, yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> Pretty sure that's science. <laughs> And the uh, vegetable oil that they cook it in, it's probably, like gets it to enough of a temperature. It's, there's no such thing as expired, safe, and no such thing as expired beer because the alcohol just kills all the germs. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, so you're going with bottled pork chops for the win. Huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Ty, obviously you've had some travels. I'm sure you want to get on this yeah. conversation. Yeah, my, he's, he's my, finally woke up to get into this conversation. Mine's kind of a cheat code. Joe's is technically in Kansas City a gas station. So I'm going to go with well, What that. does that mean, technically, a gas it's station? It's a gas station. Joe's Barbecue is a gas station. Well, it's kind of like one of these Rudy's. You see those all you know in Oklahomans, but we don't have one in Arkansas. It's Rudy's. It's a gas station, but it's really just a barbecue joint with some gas pumps out front. Exactly. So, and those, who whoever wins the Hardy Stick Burger Challenge, 
you need to go there yeah because it's right. incredible right. so there you have it I'd, i've never even been to that place yeah see gas station food doesn't qualify like if they have a, a hardy's or a no, mcdonald's no, no, no. or a burger king or count. something no no, no 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 the only other one i would say and i haven't had gas station food since high school to be honest i've been missing what? out these past couple of years uh, there was yeah, a, it's right up your alley i know there's a gas station about five minutes from my high school that we would go to they had a really good barbecue it's called keen's one stop and I would often go there my senior year when we had off-campus lunch. And for like six bucks, you got uh, either brisket or pulled pork, two sides, and a drink. And it was absolutely phenomenal. I miss that place. By the way, Ronnie comes in on Twitter and says, uh, is it the Workman's place that you're talking about, yep. Rudy? Work, yeah, he says, and- he says the fried catfish there is right. really good. So, Ronnie, oh. Ronnie has your back on. Rudy's is a chain of barbecue slash convenience stores. Hmm. They serve... And they're not. They don't have one in Arkansas. Now, Ronnie's right. The Workmans and Rudy, they've got a good hot box there. Is if there was, well, I know we're kind of getting a little off topic here, but if there was a chain gas station you wish was in Arkansas, which one would it be? Well, probably a QT. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Come yeah. and go. You know, they've got some of those. Some, they need to yeah. be the. You know, you've got Casey's everywhere now, but yeah. they don't have. I mean, if you don't like, if you don't want pizza, or wait ten minutes for them to make you a sandwich while they're inventorying cigarettes, you know, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Sounds like you've had a say, lot of this happen to you. Have, have you had an experience like that? Well, I, mean, I think everyone has. It's been. In, I mean, I love Casey's. Go there often, but you man, just got to know what you're going many, into. How many times you need inventory cigarettes? Yeah, today? come on. Yeah, uh, and as we all know, one of big Tommy's biggest pet peeves <laughs> is having to wait. I know we got nine people in line, but we had four people back here inventory cigarettes. Yeah. Let's go. You got to get Tommy Craft a sandwich. So, but, well, I mean, I just don't want to be eight deep. Oh, I understand, but see, that's I'm with you too. I'd love to have a quick trip because not only do they have the food, but their fountain drinks. It's so, they, I mean, they have everything. They even have fountain drinks I didn't even know existed anymore. Yeah. They have like cherry flavored Surge. Yeah, I, Who has cherry flavored Surge? When has that been a thing? I stopped in at a place yesterday <laughs> just because it was on the right hand side and was convenient, and all they had was Pepsi products and Diet Dr. Pepper on the fountain drink. Sorry, it won't be back. Did you protest it? No, just I, 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 they had Red Diamond iced tea. I got glass of unsweet tea and went on about my business. But there you go. Won't be back. No. Yeah, you, you you'll lose me. If, but that's why the gas stations you need to have both. Have both. Have yeah, options. Yeah, what what are you doing? And at least have Coke Zero too. That's that's a must. Exactly. Well. That's got, why got, I went in there. Don't have Coke products with no Coke Zero. I, you will not have my respect in there. So there you have it. I'm sure everyone found that conversation riveting. But if you have oh, yeah. any additions that you want to give in for your gas station foods, be sure to bring Listen. them in. Tyler says Crispitos. Shannon says Fuel City Tacos in Dallas. Don't know what that is. And seasoned tater babies. I can I can verify Fuel City. So that means I have had something since since high school. So, hey, hey, Tommy, I knew that was a lie. Tommy, I was thinking about it. Tommy, pronounce that food name. I'm gonna let you. Nope, not that. Now you were over here reading it. You can see it's pronounced it. Pampusas. Ah, okay. There What's that, Tommy? I don't know. Maybe we need to investigate. <laughs> Let's look at. They're in Springdale. <laughs> Let's look it up. Sounds it. delicious. It does sound delicious. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays. The new beer of the summer. Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Good morning, Richard. How's it going this morning? Doing well, guys. Always appreciate having you on. And I want to start with kind of the news that, I wouldn't say surprised Razorback fans. It just seemed like it was interesting how this all played out in dealing with Kerry Blackshear, the transfer from Virginia Tech. It's a player that took a visit to Arkansas. Obviously, a lot of Razorback fans were hopeful because he's 6'10", 250, great player. They're hoping that they could have his services. And it was rumored that, well, he may not be transferring, maybe going back to Virginia Tech. Well, ultimately, 
he decided to go with the Florida Gators. What can you tell us about this story and this situation, how it all played out for Kerry Blackshear? Well, I, I, honestly, I can't tell you a whole lot. Uh, I mean, I don't think a lot of people knew exactly what was going on with him because he kind of kept it hush-hush. Uh, I mean, he, you heard different things. I heard, uh, heard uh, the other day, Kentucky or Tennessee, and and most people were kind of kind of putting their money on those schools. Uh, uh, and you heard Florida, too, and you, you heard Arkansas went out of the mix. Uh, it, but but no one uh, the national guys uh, you could tell they they were they were kind of struggling uh, trying to pinpoint what exactly was going on with him and then uh, obviously uh, yesterday uh, he, he pretty much announced uh, for Florida uh, but uh, obviously Arkansas would have loved to have uh, had him and uh, would have been a great addition but uh, at the same time uh, a lot of competition and uh, Florida won out. Hey, you look at. And what Florida's going to have a couple of McDonald's All Americans that that they've got with Scotty Lewis and and Trey Mann, then you you add to that another top fifty guy and and Omar Payne. It's going to be a tough uh, Mike White team next year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I think that I think that obviously played played into his decision because he, you know, you want to be surrounded by great players, and and he he's a guy that's his focus is making it to the next level. And uh, if, if you're not going to go to a place that uh, doesn't have uh, you know enough pieces to to where the, you know the defense can't collapse on you and, and it makes it more difficult on on you to showcase your talent. So uh, I think it's a good decision for him as far as uh, you know you know what he wants to do uh, beyond uh, college. Right. Let's talk about some Arkansas basketball, some players that actually may play at Arkansas. So let's. Let's talk about some in-state kids. Jalen Williams, Fort Smith Northside product, made his first visit to the Hill since Eric Musselman took over as head coach. I know you've talked to him and and wrote an article about Jalen. Uh, tell us more about that visit and uh, the relationship that's building between uh, Coach Musselman and uh, Fort Smith Northside's standout. Yeah, uh, Coach uh, Corey Williams is uh, basically leading up his uh, recruitment, and it's uh, just an opportunity to you know he's been talking to him on, on the phone, but to be able to uh, see uh, see him face to face and interact with him, and he was able to watch him uh, watch him work out yesterday, and uh, able to see him uh, interact with the players and stuff like that. I mean, you, you kind of it's kind of like football too. You know, you know, kids like to see uh, coach uh, coaching staff. You know, during uh, during practice, during games, and see how they interact uh, with. Uh, the players because that's obviously that's how they're going to interact with him if he decides to go to Arkansas. So, and I think just uh, overall pleased with uh, you know just being able to spend time with the coaches and and uh, just to see how they coach and and see some of the things that they focus on uh, during workouts. Richard I also saw and sticking with basketball that Bryce Thompson, who's a five star shooting guard. Uh, had was took an unofficial visit to Arkansas. Is that correct? What can you tell us about that story? Yeah, on Tuesday, I talked to to his dad, Rod Thompson, uh, uh, yesterday. I uh, said it went very, very well, and uh, was very impressed with uh, the presentation that uh, Coach Musselman and the staff gave uh, showed them about uh, how they like to develop guys, and, uh, and also just uh, kind of gave them a rundown of uh, their philosophy. 
and uh, he was he was another thing that really impressed him. How they had a breakdown of uh, of the uh, teams in the SEC and the players in the SEC. They've already uh, done a breakdown of all those uh, all the teams and all the players, and kind of gives a, a scouting report on all of them. And, and and I think that just shows the detail that Coach Musselman and the staff go uh, go you know go in depth with and. And I think that uh, really impressed him, and, and he, he just—he uh, was very complimentary of the coaching staff. Uh, also, from the standpoint, of it wasn't just about basketball. How Coach Musselman likes to develop uh, kids academically, and, and uh, obviously from a basketball basketball perspective, and let them uh, try to achieve their dreams. And uh, so, I think that you're probably going to see them come back uh, for another visit. Uh, obviously, they visited, uh, made an unof- uh, made a, an official visit with uh, Coach Anderson and, and his staff uh, back in the fall for a football game. I think there's a good chance that uh, you see them uh, back in the fall again for another official visit with Coach Musselman and, and his staff. So uh, I think overall it was a very productive day, and uh, and uh, I think they made a, a strong impression on uh, on his dad and, uh, and Bryce. It's me, Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette right now on the Morning Rush. All right, Richard, let's switch it over to football. I've seen via social media this morning that Blaine Toll, who is by most accounts the number one player coming out of the state of Arkansas in football for the 2020 class, looks like he's going to be making his decision. Arkansas is in the mix, I know. He's had some offers to Tennessee, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Auburn, LSU. I mean, really good player, a defensive end. Uh, Do you know anything about his decision, where he's leaning, where he's set at? What can you tell us about that? Well, he's made two, his, uh, only two official visits were Arkansas and Tennessee. He's made some unofficial visits to the other schools, but uh, you, you feel like that uh, Arkansas and Tennessee will probably be the schools that he'll decide from. Uh, I haven't talked to him just recently, other than uh, you know, uh, just knowing what he said after the Arkansas visit. I think Arkansas is in good shape with him. He's always... He's always uh, Kind of wanted that Arkansas offer. Arkansas offered a little later than what maybe uh, he, he'd wish, but I think uh, I think uh, Arkansas kind of mended the fences a little bit there and, uh, and showed him that he was a priority. So I, I think all in all, Arkansas is in good shape. Also, want to ask you about this, Richard, as far as the in-state talent for the 2020 class in the state of Arkansas. I think it's always an interesting topic, whether how good it is, how bad it is, whatever it's looking at. But for the 2020 class specifically. How do you feel about the talent that's in the state of Arkansas, and how many of these guys you feel like Arkansas will be able to grab and get to be, be a part of Chad Morris's squad? Well, I, 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 Brandon Thomas committed to uh, to Memphis yesterday, and, and from what I gathered there, uh, he just he had just been uh, heavily recruited by Memphis for quite some time and developed a relationship. I don't think that that's a. I don't think that's totally finished uh, deal right there. Right there. I mean, obviously Arkansas recently offered him. I think uh, Arkansas will continue to to recruit him and and, and keep uh, trying to be aggressive and, and trying to get him on campus. And I, I think that I wouldn't totally rule out. Uh, you know, maybe uh, him visiting Arkansas in the future. And now, obviously, you have Contrell Wallace, the outside linebacker. Possibly play defensive end too. He's a guy I think that Arkansas is still in good shape with. He's about six five, two hundred twenty pounds. Extremely athletic kid. Uh, I've seen a couple of times, uh, and uh, I think uh, he would be 
a, a really good looking SEC type outside linebacker with that length and that athletic ability. He's very raw, but you can't coach his athletic ability and his size. And then obviously you got Blaine, uh, who I, like I said, I think that Arkansas is sitting, uh, sitting well with him. And then you have Jashad Stewart, who I think is, I mean, he's currently committed to Arkansas defensive end from Jonesboro, about 6'2, about 225, 230 pounds. I think this guy is uh, has a chance to be special. I don't care if he's a one-star, two-star, three-star. Whatever star he is, he is has one of the more impressive uh, films I've ever seen at the defensive end position. And he is so explosive and so sudden, and I like to call him very violent. I mean, <laughs> and, and when I say violent, he is very, very physical yeah. at the point of attack. Yeah, violent in a good way. Vi- yeah, violent in a good very way. Violent, very violent, very <laughs> violent. Yeah. All right, let's get you out of here. Let's get you out of here on this. Uh, Arkansas basketball uh, player, I guess, point guard Justice Hill has entered the transfer portal, but there's been a lot of conversation about whether or not Chad Morris and his staff should should show some interest in him becoming part of the football team. I'll just ask you simply, what do you think the future for Justice Hill is? Uh, Probably, this is somewhat of an educated guess. And uh, don't hold me to it, but I think he'll probably end up playing basketball somewhere else. Uh, the numbers in football are very, very tight. Not saying that that's something can't be worked out there. I think there's a possibility of that. But at the same time, I think, uh, I think you know, he sees himself as a basketball player. That's why, he, that's why he's going to college at Arkansas. And I think it's hard for him to give up. So I tend to think that he'll probably end up uh, – Playing basketball somewhere, and, uh, you know, obviously it's not going to be in Arkansas, but uh, he, he'll have a fine career wherever he goes. But uh, again, don't rule out football. I mean, that, they, he's obviously very talented in that uh, sport too. Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Always appreciate you hopping on with us, Richard. Talk a little recruiting. Have a great weekend, man. Uh, we won't be catching up with you next week because of July Fourth and the holiday, but uh, we'll be catching up with you the week after that. All right, man. All right, guys. Happy 4th. Take care. Your number one source of local news and information you need. Like the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast? Check out the Halftime Pod at hitthatline.com.